1: Good morning. You're listening to the Kern County Real Estate Review on AM 1560 FM 97.7 KNZR and streaming live on KNZR.com with your host, Lori McCarty of the McCarty Group at Coldwell Banker. Consistently ranked as one of the best in the business nationwide, Lori's been selling real estate in Kern County for over three decades, during which time she's successfully helped over 11,000 families meet their real estate needs. So if you're thinking of buying or selling, there's no better choice than The McCarty Group. Working with an expert makes the process easy and puts more money in your pocket. You can either Google The McCarty Group, that's M-C-C-A-R-T-Y, or call 661-665-SOLD. That's 661-665-7653. And she or one of her partners will be delighted to help you. Let them make you their next success story. And good morning to you, Lori.
2: Well, good morning, Adelaide. How are you doing this morning?
1: Um, I'm doing awesome. I mean, I know the the weather, yeah, it's been brutal, but uh-huh. one thing that's really like it's a pet peeve almost. and I got to ask you this. Okay. Is it real tour or real tour? Real tour. It is real tour. Real tour. Real tour. Real tour. Am I saying
2: that? right? <laughs> real tour, real tour.
1: Real tour, real tour, What it is
2: not is real a tour. Re-
1: Yes, okay, I've heard that would too. Everybody
2: wants to add that A. Yes, I've there's an that. A in there, but it's real tour. <laughs> I forgot about Not that one too. Real tour.
1: So real tour. Real tour. Call your favorite real tour. (laughs) Real tour. So that was just bugging me this morning. Sorry. Real
2: tours that say real (laughs) tour. That was bugging me this morning and I was like, I'm asking Lori.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh, when we get on the show. I'm like, I'm asking her. But (laughs) other than that, how's your weekend going?
2: Oh gosh, I've been staying busy, so I really can't complain. But you're right. This weather though. Is it ever gonna cool down?
1: I hope so soon.
2: Me too. I mean, I'm, I I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm already looking forward to those crisp winter days. I mean, mm-hmm. our summers are so brutal, <laughs> but our winters they're they're really just perfect. They're not too cold, there's no snow to shovel. Mhm. <sighs>
1: That makes me think like I'm going outside to the air conditioning when it's cold like that. That's what I try to think like. Oh, that's ah, a great way this is to look. That's so at nice. It.
2: You got any big plans for after the show wraps? Mm,
1: just trying to stay cool. Yeah. I trying know. to stay cool. That's all I want to do. It yes. is
2: a big, big project, right?
1: Yes. And Halloween decorations pretty soon. So oh, be ready. I know. Be ready.
2: I know. Yeah. Do you. Like, decorate for the whole month of October?
1: I'm thinking we're going to do it late September, so (laughs) later this month. So get as
2: much out of it as you can, right? Yes,
1: yes, because we are that family. Me and my son, we're that family on the block that's like, oh my gosh, it's the 30th. We better put a pumpkin out. (laughs) (laughs) we're that family that's sorry right. to the neighborhood but
2: hey you know there's there's got to be one on every block yes right? yes
1: and that's us that's all us right. but we will be knocking on your door for candy so uh, let me know anytime, anytime. <laughs> all right so now there's nobody in the studio no guests uh, what do we got planned for today
2: well i gotta tell you adelaide i really thought it was important to give all of our listeners an update on the state of the housing market you know each news station newspaper or self-proclaimed expert, is giving a different opinion on on what they think is happening uh, with the housing market. Uh, you'll see one news outlet will have doom and gloom headlines. And, you know, I know they get people to click on their articles or tune in, so um, I get why they do it. Um, yeah, I... I guess I, should, uh, yeah, I guess I should turn that off. They'll have to wait. <laughs> they'll just have to wait. Sorry, <laughs> folks. Um, you know. uh, well, there we go. Um, anyway, um, where was I? Let's see. Oh, yeah, I was talking about, you know, one when, when news outlet, you know, they'll they'll post some doom and gloom stuff. Um, you know, other news outlets will, will give you some – some really glowing, overly rosy outlook, you know, on what the housing market is doing. Um, so I really thought, you know, that that's got to leave consumers feeling confused and mm. concerned. So I really thought I would take this morning as an opportunity to try to separate some opinion from facts, right? Because. Mm. A phrase that we use in our office all the time is facts, not feelings, facts, Mm. not opinions. Mm -hmm. Um, So today I thought we would talk about this market shift that we're seeing and what that means for both buyers and for sellers.
1: Yes, I've noticed that whether you go to YouTube or social media or whatever, it's all you know, the heavy doom and gloom stuff or, hey, it's a great time. It's great. It's so, wonderful. Yes. Yeah, so ah, <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> yeah, I know. Exactly. This is just the show we need. So what is happening with the market right now? I mean, are we still in a seller's market or are we shifting to a buyer's market?
2: Uh, that's a great question, Natalie. Um, and, you know, you're getting really great with this real estate lingo. Thank you. Uh, buyer's market, <laughs> seller's market. Um, so for everyone out there that um, doesn't really know what those terms mean, um, let me break it down for them so that we're all on the same page. Um, So when we talk about a buyer's market versus a seller's market in real estate, it's pretty simple. Um, When we talk about a buyer's market, that's when there is more supply than demand. That's that's what we call a buyer's market. Um, when there is more supply than demand. When there's more demand than supply, that's what we call a seller's market. Okay. Okay. Demand in real estate is usually judged by the months of inventory based on how many sales we've closed in the last few months, right? Gotcha. So, pretty simple. When we have a buyer's market, it's when we have six months or more worth of inventory. A seller's market is when we have three months or less of inventory, And a neutral market is when we have three to six months' worth of inventory.
1: Okay. So, Lori, can you tell our listeners what months of inventory means exactly?
2: Oh, sure. Um, Months of inventory takes into account the number of homes for sale on the market with recently sold homes, and it reflects the number of months it would take to sell all the homes that are currently on the market if no more came on the market. Hmm. So you can calculate months of inventory by dividing the total number of homes for sale over the number of homes sold in one month. Hmm. So when months of inventory are low, it's a really fast-paced market that's dominated by buyers with very few sellers. That's kind of what we've experienced over the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, when months of inventory are high, there are generally way more homes on the market with very few buyers or sales occurring.
1: Okay, so what type of market are we in right now?
2: Well, I know you're going to be surprised to hear this, but we are still technically in a seller's market Hmm. here in Kern County. Um, However, we are headed towards a neutral market, and I predict by next year, at some point, we will be in a buyer's market.
1: Oh, so if we shift to a buyer's market, is this cause for concern? I mean, does that mean the market is crashing?
2: Well, the short answer is no. It does not mean the market is crashing. The long answer, well, let's take a break, and I'll answer it when we return. So... How's that for a cliffhanger, right? (laughs) We'll be back in a minute, so stay tuned. You're listening to the Kern County Real Estate Review with Lori McCarty of the McCarty Group at Coldwell Banker Preferred Realtors. Here on 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, KNZR. And streaming live on KNZR.com.
1: And to reach Lori... You can call her or her team anytime at 661-665-SOLD. That's 661-665-7653. Or you can go to her website at com, where you can tour all the properties available in Kern County from the comfort of your couch. Request an in-person tour, find out the value of your home, and see the McCarty Group's success stories. Ranked number eight in North America for Coldwell Banker and the only Kern County realtor to be listed in the Wall Street Journal's Top 100 Agents for 2021, she is truly an expert in her field. Her desire, as well as that of her team, is to not only achieve their clients' goals, but to exceed their expectations. So let them do just that. And we'll be right back with the Kern County Real Estate Review here on KNZR.
3: Hi, Dennis Prager here for Lori McCarty, host of the Kern County Real Estate Review. If you've got questions about real estate, she's got answers. Tune in every Sunday at 8 a.m. right here on KNZR, 1560 AM, 97.7 FM. Now that's smart.
1: This morning with Lori McCarty of the McCarty Group on the Kern County Real Estate Review here on 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, KNZR, and streaming live on KNZR.com. And Lori, it looks like we received a question on social media. The person wrote in saying they have a property they want to sell, but it has tenants currently living there. Can they still sell?
2: Oh, that's a great question, Adelaide, and one we get all the time. We run into this scenario frequently, and, frankly, it is totally possible for them to sell, even with it being tenant-occupied. Now, they do have a few options. Um, they can sell the property with the tenant in place, or they can give the tenant's notice to move out of the property and sell it with it vacant.
1: Mm, which option is best?
2: Well, honestly, it really depends on the individual situation. Um, Just because a property is tenant-occupied doesn't mean it's not going to sell or it won't sell for top dollar. There are plenty of investors out there that are looking for income properties that already have paying tenants. And, of course, the emphasis is on the paying part. (laughs) Yes. Uh, If your tenants aren't paying rent, you may want to consider evicting them prior to selling the property. A skilled and knowledgeable realtor can help you decide which option is best and they can refer you to an attorney or an eviction service um, if it gets to that point. Uh, You might be able to sell it as is with the tenant in place though so if you're in this situation feel free to give our office a call or your favorite realtor they can walk you through the process if you want to give us a call we'd be happy to help you navigate this decision. Our phone number is 661-665-SOLD. That's 661-665-7653.
1: Wow. Lori, your team really does it all.
2: Well, we certainly try our best. And if we can't help you, we can certainly refer you to the person that can, all whatever right. your situation is.
1: Thank you. So, Lori, before the break, we were talking about buyer's market versus a seller's market. Mm-hmm. Uh, you said we were headed towards a buyer's market, but that doesn't mean we're headed for a crash. Can you explain that?
2: Okay. As I think most of you know, I'm brutally honest, not only on this show, but in life in general. Mm. Uh, so I'm going to tell all of you exactly how I see it, and, and I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Okay? So you ready?
1: <laughs> Hit us with the truth, Lori. Come on. Thank you.
2: <laughs> so at this point, we aren't headed for a crash. Geez, mm. some of you seem to want to repeat of 2008. Mm. Um Everybody knows this, real estate is cyclical. However, that doesn't mean that crashes will always happen in a recession. A shift does not equal a crash. So let me explain that just a little bit more. Um, So rehashing what I said before the break, we are shifting towards a buyer's market, okay? Mm -hmm. What's a buyer's market? A buyer's market is when there are more homes available for sale than there are buyers, okay? Uh, Effectively, more sellers than buyers. So essentially, the demand to purchase a home cools off. Mm -hmm. So as home buyer demand wanes, either one of two things can come next, a correction Mm. or a crash. Now, the former, a correction, would entail a gradual drop in prices to more sustainable levels, whereas the latter, a crash, would result from either a rapid drop in prices that might be triggered by widespread panic from homeowners and investors, a wave of foreclosures, or some other outside force. Okay. However, with homeowners now leveraging more than 9.9% trillion in home equity and mortgage lenders enforcing strict standards, it's highly unlikely that the real estate market is headed towards a crash, especially the likes of which we saw in 2008. Mm -hmm. So I and most economists believe that we are headed towards a correction, not a crash.
1: Mm, So, you mentioned that homeowners have a lot more equity than they did compared to 2008. What's happening with home prices exactly? I mean, are they tanking?
2: Wow, (laughs) Mr. Doom and Gloom. (laughs) It's concerned. (laughs) I I get it, but I'm pretty sure you've been clicking on all those clickbait articles that claim Uh the sky is falling, right? Mm. So, no, they are not tanking. Home prices are not in the toilet. Okay, Um, I think I'm blue in the face from saying this, but real estate market has been booming nationwide Hmm. over the past few years. Home prices have been skyrocketing and everyone has been eager to get in on the action. Right. Hmm. Um, When you see your value going up 15, 20, 30 percent. Year over year, depending on where you're at. It's human nature. You want to get in on that action, Mm. right? It has been a booming seller's market. Like I mentioned earlier, though, there are signs that this is changing. Um, All we had to do was see a raise in interest rates to see the market start to cool. Mm -hmm. Experts agree that we're starting to see what we call deceleration in home prices. Now, this doesn't mean that prices are consistently dropping. In many areas, they're still appreciating, just not at those record-breaking pace with which they have been appreciating over the past year or so, right? Now, in other areas, and this is true here locally, where values may have been slightly overinflated due to a lack of inventory, we're starting to see pricing adjust to some more realistic numbers.
1: Okay. Now, what exactly is deceleration?
2: So, okay, before I define deceleration, let's define a couple of other terms for everyone. Um, let's start with appreciation. Now, that's when home prices increase, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what we've seen over the for the past couple of years. That's when they go up. Depreciation is the opposite. It's when home prices decrease, and that's what we saw during the crash of 2008. And then finally, when we talk about deceleration, it's when home prices continue to appreciate, but at a much slower or more moderate pace, okay? Okay. It's, It's what we're starting to see now. It's a term that is used in many different industries, but it's really particularly relevant in the real estate market. Um, And it describes um, what we're starting to see now, um, because you can define it as the slowdown in the rate of growth Mm. or expansion, right? Um, so in the context of our current real estate market, uh, deceleration would mean that home prices aren't growing as quickly as they were before. Okay. Um, so it's important to note that deceleration doesn't mean that home prices are dropping. They're still appreciating, just not at the same rate as before.
1: Okay, so how will deceleration impact buyers and sellers differently?
2: So for buyers, deceleration in home prices means that they may have a bit more bargaining power mm. when it comes to negotiating a purchase price, right? Okay. It's especially true if the market is starting to slow down in their area or neighborhood, right? Like, mm. so sellers, on the other hand, need to be aware that that buyers could be less likely to pay above asking price, especially if prices are continuing to decelerate um, or maybe if prices in the area were very aggressively priced, uh, hoping that values would continue rising at that previous appreciation rate and that the market would eventually catch up to that price point that the sellers had priced their home at. Um, because if if the sellers had aggressively priced their property, hoping that that was the case, that their, their property would, you know, that the market would catch up to it. And now, in fact, the market is decelerating, hmm. their house could be overpriced for the area.
1: Okay.
2: Okay. Um, I would say if you're thinking of buying or selling a home in this market climate, honestly, it's really important to stay up to date on the latest trends and the forecasts. Uh, You need to talk to a real estate agent who can help you make the most informed decision about your situation, Okay. Okay. somebody who knows your local market. And can help guide you through the process.
1: Gotcha. Now, how will this trend play out over the next few years? I mean, will we see another housing crash or will things level off eventually?
2: Oh my gosh! Look out! Look out! The sky's falling. The sky's falling. Adeline, that's it. Okay. I'm changing your name to Chicken Little, right? You just can't help bringing up a housing market crash, can you? <laughs> Don't worry, you're not alone. Okay. Honestly, everybody I talk to uh, can't help to mention it. Um, so, so really, I apologize for giving you a hard time. Um, I think it's. It's on everyone's mind because it feels so similar to 2008 in terms mm. of the, the run-up, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But what we have to look at and remember is that the run-up is completely different than what it was back then. We had a whole heck of a lot more inventory back then. We had bad lending practices back then.
0: Yeah.
2: And it's not that case now, right? Okay. So keep those things in mind, okay? Okay, kid. Um, so, to answer your question, the deceleration of home prices, I think, is likely to continue over the next few years. Um, while this doesn't mean that we're headed for another housing crash, I think it does suggest that things will level off eventually. Uh, keep in mind, though, even though we are starting to see the number of days on uh, a home is on the market uh, is starting to increase and we're seeing inventory growing and we're seeing price mm-hmm. reductions are happening and contingencies on the sale of your home is back in fashion with offers. I don't really think this is a cause for concern. Actually, I think it's quite the opposite because I think these are all signs of a normal market. And that's something that we haven't seen in quite some time. Um, We're headed into a leveling off, not a housing crash. Okay? So if there's one thing I can get through everybody's mind right now, this is a correction, not a crash. Okay? Okay. This is not a time to panic. Um, Honestly, bottom line, home prices haven't fallen or depreciated nationwide. They're just decelerating or moderating, right? And I promise you, when I start seeing signs of a crash, if one is impending, you'll hear it here first, okay? Okay. Um, I've always tried to be as honest and transparent with you as I can be, and I will continue to do so, okay? Um, Now, there may be, in fact, there are some uh, unique and overheated markets that I believe will see some declines nationally. Um, Overall, nationally, home prices are forecast to continue to appreciate but at a normal, modest appreciation rate, okay? Okay. When we look at the country as a whole, none of the experts project home prices will net depreciate or fall. They're all projecting ongoing appreciation. So hopefully... um, that gives you some comfort.
1: <laughs> that's what I need—a real estate, a hug in real estate. Because there you, you go, see I'm reaching <laughs> out.
2: Hey, okay, I know there's glass between us, but you know, feel that imaginary hug. But, there.
1: But yeah, I know that's a concern. People, people are talking about that. So this there. is, yeah, this is great information, Lori. And hopefully, by listening to you, our audience is a bit more informed, and you've helped put their minds as well as mine at ease. Um, but I do think this is a good place for us to stop and take a break. What do you think, Lori?
2: Oh, I agree wholeheartedly. That was an awful lot of information to absorb. Um, and um, I want everybody to be sure and stay tuned as I'm planning after the break on sharing four great tips that will make a dramatic difference in selling your home in this shifting market. Hmm. So you're listening to the Kern County Real Estate Review with Lori McCarty. Here on 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, KNZR, and streaming live on KNZR.com. We'll be right back.
3: Hey, you confused about real estate? Sean Hannity here, and I can tell you as an active real estate investor, well, just like the stock market, it can go up one day and down the next. Home values and sales, they fluctuate on a dime. Now, even though I bought and sold homes for years all across this great country, one thing I will always do is partner with a sharp real estate agent that truly studies local and national market trends, that knows the real value of homes, and most importantly, knows how to generate demand regardless of the market. And the good news is you have a truly amazing agent right in your backyard. I'm talking about Lori McCarty of Coldwell Banker. She has an amazing team working for her that doesn't miss a single detail. Her system is so bulletproof, well, she can create demand for your home at a deadline that you agree to or she will buy it herself. Now, real estate doesn't have to be frustrating or scary. Call Lori McCarty today at 665-SOLD. That's 665-SOLD. Online, The themccartygroup.com. That's the themccartygroup.com. Go there and you can start packing.
1: You're listening to KNZR, 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, and streaming live on KNZR.com. And we're back this morning with the Kern County Real Estate Review, featuring our host, Lori McCarty of The McCarty Group. For all your real estate questions, call Lori at 661-665-SOLD that's 661-665-7653 or go online to themcartygroup.com You can also follow Lori on social media For Facebook, follow her at The McCarty Group or on Instagram at Lori underscore McCarty And to keep up with all the real estate news in Kern County, you can follow this show on Facebook and Instagram at the Kern County Real Estate Review. There you can also submit questions you'd like Lori to answer on air or suggest topics you'd like her to cover on Saturday mornings. And Lori, prior to the break, where you were doing a deep dive into the state of the market and the shift we're experiencing, you mentioned that you predict by next year we will be in a buyer's market. Mm -hmm. So I imagine it takes a little more effort to sell in a shifting market. And that's why you've got some tips for those of you thinking You might have waited too long?
2: So Adelaide, if you work with an experienced agent, an agent that has experience in every type of market, not just this frenzied seller's market that we've experienced over the past few years, then that agent can get your home sold even in a buyer's market if it comes to that. And it's just as you said, selling a home in a shifting market takes more effort than it did before. And to be 100% transparent, that isn't just more effort on the agent's part. I'm talking to you, sellers. You have to put more effort in now. So no more dirty dishes in your sink and dirty laundry piled high on the bed when you have a showing that day. No more leaving your home in total disarray and expecting it to sell. You need to roll up your sleeves and you have to make your house shine. Mm-hmm. I know it sounds hard and honestly, it it's not easy. But when your home is on the market, you need to make sure it always 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 looks its best. Yes. Sellers have to put effort in that they didn't have to before.
1: <laughs> okay, now. Wait a sec. I need to stop you, Lori. Are you suggesting sellers we're trying to sell their homes with it being a mess?
2: Um, I'm not <laughs> suggesting it. I'm telling you it was happening. <laughs> and guess what? Uh, those houses still sold. Oh,
1: my gosh. <laughs> I know. I know.
2: So, yeah, uh, we can no longer push that easy button, okay? <laughs> um, if you're selling your home in a shifting market, it's important to take the time to stage it properly. And by staging your home, what I mean is you have to make it look more attractive to buyers to help it sell faster. So here are a few tips for staging your home. First and foremost, declutter your home and remove any excess furniture, Mm. clutter, because we all have that, right? You Mm -hmm. walk in from the mailbox and you just set stuff down or you know you empty stuff out and it just collects on the counter (laughs) no put that away right
0: Mm -hmm.
2: less is more um if you have excess furniture in a room move it (laughs) honestly it will make your home look bigger and far more spacious when we talk about staging make your sure that your home is clean and neat
0: Mm.
2: buyers will be far less likely to buy a home that's cluttered or messy the number one phrase we hear from buyers is turnkey and they Uh. don't they don't mean just repaired but that is something they do mean like so all those leaky faucets squeaky doors things that don't work they want those taken care of too Mm
0: -hmm.
2: but they also mean make sure that everything is in its place because that has the look of being turnkey okay okay here's another little tip or trick that we use hang mirrors in strategic locations it makes your home look bigger Hmm. Plant fresh flowers in your garden or on your porch to add some color and vibrancy. Mm. And use neutral colors when choosing furniture and decor, particularly wall decor. (laughs) This will help appeal to the largest number of buyers. And it's going to help buyers envision themselves living in your home. You may love bright yellow but it might be really hard for the buyer to see beyond that bright yellow wall.
1: Okay, okay. Real quick, back to the the removing XX furniture. Uh huh. You're gonna kill me if you had to sell my house right now. Uh huh. We've got a ping pong table in the living room. Uh huh. Would that be something we could put a pot of flowers on, maybe? And, no, no, no.
2: We would need <laughs> to take it down. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: I just thought I just thought of that right now, and I'm like,
2: yeah, yeah. You couldn't
1: use that in the selling, huh? Selling no point. Okay. No,
2: we could not.
1: <laughs> well, thank you for letting me know. So, if we do decide to sell our house, uh-huh. son, I'm sorry. <laughs> Ping pong tables going in the back.
2: <laughs> Absolutely, there is a place for it. It's just not in the <laughs> living room.
1: All right. Well, well, thank you. And what's next?
2: So, tip number two: you need to make sure that the real estate agent that you hire is going to use a professional Mm -hmm. photographer to photograph your home iphone pictures just aren't going to cut it buyers will swipe right past your home and go look at the house with the dreamy twilight photos Mm -hmm. instead those picture perfect sunsets really draw people in professional real estate photography is essential in order to show your home in the best possible light. A good photographer will be able to capture the features and amenities of your home that may not be readily apparent in photos taken by a realtor. In addition, professional photography can really make your home look more attractive to buyers and help it sell faster. I can't tell you how many sellers have said when they've seen our photographs that are taken by a professional. Oh, <laughs> that's my home. I'd love to buy it back. <laughs> I said, no problem. Be happy to sell it to you. And they've right. laughed, of
1: course. Right? I think about social media. Right. And if you're taking a picture of your plate of food. Right. There, there's, you got to put some effort into it.
2: Absolutely.
1: Yeah. I don't do selfies, but I know people that do. Mm-hmm.
2: And, and you know, they got to get they the right angle. They use filters and they <laughs> use the right <laughs> angle,
1: right? So think about maybe your house on social media. What do you want it to look like? You want right. to present the best. That's right. great. That's great. So right. that makes great sense. And I am really actually amazed when I, I see do-it-yourself photos for marketing and how dark or crooked or unflattering or sometimes a, there's a thumb in
2: the picture. Uh-huh. I've seen that. I mean, it's just I'd like, really? I've actually seen it really? turn sideways. <laughs> yes. It's crazy. <clears throat> and it just makes me so sad for those sellers, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: so moving on, tip number three. And this one really kind of ties into both tip number one and number two. If you aren't able to stage your home in the traditional sense, like maybe you've already, let's say you've moved out uh, and the home is empty now, your professional photographer that your realtor hired can help with digital staging or virtual mm. staging. It's a great way to make your home look its best in photos. Um, if you're unable to actually stage it in person, Um our professional photographer that we use at the McCarty Group uses software to strategically place furniture and decor to make your home look amazing. Hmm. Um, he makes it look spacious, bright, inviting, right? And he uses home-specific furniture to stage the property so if it's a traditional home he uses traditional furniture if it's a contemporary home he uses contemporary furniture if it's a mid-century modern house he uses mid-century modern furniture it just makes all the difference in the world and digital staging allows buyers to visualize what furniture and decor will fit in a space you know some of us Have a hard time imagining what this big, vacant room will accommodate, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. Or where you're going to place the sofa, the loveseat, the chairs, the TV. By digitally staging it, it gives you a sense of where all that furniture goes and how beautiful it can look. Plus, if you've ever looked at a home with furniture and a home without, which one is more engaging?
1: Yes, if that furniture is done right and staged perfectly, yes, with the furniture. Absolutely.
2: And then my last tip, tip number four, and possibly, no, I think definitely, the most important tip has to do with pricing. Mm -hmm. If you're selling your home in a market that's cooling, I think it's critical to price it correctly. Honestly... This really is the most important tip of all. If your home is overpriced, it is going to sit on the market for a longer period of time, and it may eventually sell at a lower price than if it had been priced right from the beginning. I I know it can be tempting to list with an agent that says they can get you a higher number, but if that number isn't backed up with facts and data, You may find yourself chasing that market down and eventually selling the home for far less than if you had priced it right from the beginning. You know, I came across a quote from Lawrence Young, the chief economist uh, at the National Association of Realtors. Remember, Realtors. (laughs) So he said, homes priced right are selling very quickly. But homes priced too high are deterring prospective buyers, Mm -hmm. right? Because if it's priced too high, the buyer thinks, well, I can't buy that. I mean, we've done a great job as realtors Mm -hmm. telling the, the public, the price is the price is the price, to the extent that many times buyers are intimidated to offer less than the asking Mm. price, right? For the Mm. last two years, the standard line delivered a little jokingly was absolutely homes are negotiable. We start at the list price and go up,
0: (laughs) right? Right.
2: That's not necessarily the case in Mm. all markets right now. But yet, if you're overpriced and substantially overpriced, the buyer may be hesitant. They may be afraid of offending the seller. Right? If the market says the value of your home is $25,000 less than where you're listed, you don't want to be the buyer necessarily who comes in with a $25,000 less offer and possibly offends that seller because maybe you're the first person that points it out yeah. to them. Right? Yeah. So make sure that your realtor is running comparables for you. That would be showing you other things in the neighborhood that have sold or in the market area Mm. that have sold recently because, again, what sold in May and June is not necessarily today's market, right?
1: Yeah.
2: Um, If you work with a knowledgeable realtor, that is the best way to price your home correctly in a shifting market. Because an experienced realtor has extensive knowledge of what's going on in the real estate market, and they're going to be able to help you price your home accordingly.
1: Interesting. Now, do you see any sellers now getting anxious? I mean, how many days before they like, day? drop
2: the price? Every day. It's got to sell. Every day. <laughs> Every day. So,
1: what's a standard, let's give it four days, let's give it a week. Right now,
2: now. right now, I am encouraging sellers. Let's wait two to three weeks. Okay. I mean, gosh, (laughs) I remember a time when selling a home in two to three weeks was quick. Yeah. Oh yeah. It seems enormously (laughs) long right now (laughs) when we've been used to selling them in days, hours. You know, a weekend. Right. So don't rush it. Relax. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. Because what we are seeing is that it can become a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Mm. If you rush the market and lower your price because you have a, an event that you need to meet. I have a, a deadline. I need to be okay. at this new job out of state by this date. And if my home isn't selling, I can't go. Ah, uh, okay. And you drop the price that is below current market comps, your new reduced price becomes the newest comp. Uh, And three months from now, you become the value. You have now just reduced the value in the neighborhood. uh, Whereas in an appreciating market, every time we had somebody pay above appraised value, that was the new value for the market. Now, as you lower the value because you have to get out of there, you become the new low value Mm. for your neighborhood. Because if you remember when we had an appraiser on a few weeks ago, he said, we cannot value the house at anything more than the highest sales price in the neighborhood. That's pretty hard.
1: So you're, yeah. So you're, you could be the reason it's dropping if you get right. In it that could situation. become a self
2: fulfilling prophecy.
1: Yeah. You could be Ooh. the
2: reason that your neighbor can't get what he wants for his house yeah. if you rush the sale.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. And these these are all great tips for sellers.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: then on the other side, do you have any tips for buyers in
2: this market? Oh, absolutely. I know a lot of our buyers right now are scared right? Increased Mm -hmm. interest rates seem to be what is worrying them the most, right? Mm -hmm. So I absolutely have some advice for them. Um, Just because mortgage rates are on the rise, it doesn't really mean you can't buy a home this year. The keys are going to be knowing your budget, maintaining perspective, and having a plan, right? Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. I,
2: I think it's the same whenever you're buying a home. And while today's rates may be high compared to the sub-3% rates that we saw in 2020 and 2021, mm. they're still historically low. Between 1971 and December of 2020, the rate on a 30-year mortgage averaged close to 8%. Ooh, I know, it's hard wow. to believe, right? Yeah, that's up there. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. So instead of focusing on how much rates have increased, uh, maybe it's really better to think about today's rates as less of a very good thing, right? Mm. In fact, once the initial shock wears off, um, higher rates may eventually be a blessing for homebuyers because they are cooling down prices and opening some breathing room in what was an incredibly competitive market right? Mm -hmm. So instead of trying to time your home purchase to a specific interest rate, instead let's focus on the non-financial reasons that make it the right time to buy, right? These can Mm -hmm. be life events such as marriage, having children or having more children, Mm -hmm. uh, moving closer to aging parents to help with their care, right? And then Let's work out the financial side of the equation afterwards. Now, of course, there are economic reasons for buying a home, such as the financial benefits uh, that accrue over a long period of time. Um, You know, buying a home locks in those monthly payments and is basically a hedge against rising rents for first-time buyers, right? Mm -hmm. Rents continuously increase, yet your monthly payment will not unless you see dramatic Mm -hmm. jumps in property taxes, right? And that's a whole nother show, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So another tip that I have for our buyers out there is to be prepared to adjust your budget and be prepared to adjust it multiple times. When mortgage rates are fairly steady or declining, it may be possible to get a decent read on your spending power months before you actually make an offer on a home. However, when rates are volatile or rising like right now, homebuyers need to be a little more flexible. When they're changing as quickly as they are now, you need to keep running the numbers over and over, right? Keep in touch with your lender and keep adjusting your budget accordingly because that can help you avoid that sticker shock and potential disappointment down the road. Mm -hmm. And then my last tip, and I I think my biggest tip for buyers, consider negotiating seller concessions. Mm -hmm. Below list price offers aren't always the way to go, right? A seller concession might actually be a better offer uh, for you, you know, a better option. It might actually be a better option for the seller as well. Mm -hmm. So when buying a house you pay closing costs and you pay fees to cover the the costs of getting into the mortgage. Closing costs can range from anywhere from a low of, you know, maybe 2% to a high of maybe 6% Mm -hmm. of the home price depending upon the type of loan you're getting. And in some cases, you may be able to get the seller to pay for some of your closing costs. Um, And these are called seller concessions. And they can honestly be a very powerful way to save on your closing costs. They can also be a powerful way to buy down your interest rate. Ah. So if the current market rate is five and a half and the seller is agreeable, they could maybe buy your interest rate down to something below 5%. Ah, okay. Right? Um, Seller concessions can actually help both the buyer and the seller. So for the seller, offering concessions can make their home more attractive to potential buyers and can help them achieve maybe a higher sales price, especially in a neutral or buyer's market. Seller concessions can also help buyers who don't have all the cash on hand to cover all their closing costs. First time home buyers um, can often underestimate uh, the amount of costs that are associated with buying a home. Uh, So, seller concessions could be a way to help offset some of those costs and make the home more affordable or easier to get into, Um, Mm. uh, thereby, like allowing you to pay less to actually get into the home. so I think that that's something that, that both buyers and sellers um, should consider.
1: Yeah, that's okay. good. That's good. Um, I, have a, I have a question real quick, too. Mm-hmm. Back to like your budget thing, when right. you're talking to buyers, is there a formula on how much you should pay, whether it be for the house, the whole price, or the monthly payments? Is it a percentage of your income? I mean, what is that formula?
2: Yeah, so lenders say, um, depending on the type of loan you're getting, uh, you should not spend more than 25 to 36% of your gross monthly income for your mortgage payment. Okay. 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 Another figure, is you shouldn't spend more than, depending on, again, the type of loan you're getting, anywhere from 36 to 50% of your gross monthly income for your mortgage and all of your other revolving debts. Huh. So okay. car payment, credit cards, okay? okay. And that's what okay. they, loan payments, right? Okay. They don't include... Um, utilities, unless you are assuming a solar lease. Right. Okay. Okay. Because you do have to qualify for that solar lease if you are assuming one in the purchase. Okay.
1: And I think long-term, it's okay to push that. Absolutely. Personally, somebody would be like, okay, push towards the top of that. Right. Because over time...
2: Your income will increase, mm -hmm. and yet your mortgage remains constant. Your bills will decrease. Right.
1: Okay. Okay. That's good. That's good to know and and stick to it. And and I bring that up to a little bit because you're gonna have to be fluctuating with the interest rates and cost and price of house. Absolutely. Oh, there's gonna be some back and forth on that. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yep. Very
2: cool. Um, so I, you know, I really think that when you talk about buying down rates, when you talk about seller concessions for paying closing costs, um, those will certainly put the seller's home above others in the area that are not willing to do that Mm -hmm. and may lead to a more timely sale for the sellers. Okay?
1: Okay. Okay. Now... Um, I know we're getting close to the end here, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and it's always just great information. I mean, a lot of people need to hear this stuff, and, and it's great for me, too, so I appreciate just being here. Sure. This is awesome. Uh, one thing I think about, though, too, we've, we've had you know uh, people come in, you know, that well, we've had people that are recruiting agents or whatever, right, or people looking mm-hmm. at this field. Mm-hmm. I just feel like if you got into it two years ago, man, it's paved with gold, Right. Right. I mean, it's been great and everything. Right. Do you do you have advice for and I'm thinking you might have experienced a lean time, mm-hmm. you know, in, in your history of being an agent. Um, is there advice for people, for agents to maybe for those those lean times ahead?
2: Yes. <laughs> um, I, I would tell you that you're right. This is. This last two years has been a walk in the park for <laughs> agents who just got into the business. Um, for me, now the fun begins. Okay, mm. um, This is a business that, that requires a great deal of work.
0: Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm.
2: keep in mind, for most people, you are dealing with their largest financial asset mm-hmm. up to this point in their life. Uh, you need to treat it that way therefore you need to educate yourself um you need to i think probably the biggest piece of advice i could give those agents out there um that are starting to say "Uh uh-oh now what do i do Mm. maybe you want to seek the advice um of a experienced agent maybe you want to look at possibly joining their team Um, because this would be a time where I think that being a part of a team would absolutely benefit you Mm. Um, because they will help you grow and nurture they will teach you they will train you they will help you weather um, this new shift in the market
1: Gotcha. Because I wonder about that too. Because we, you know, a ton of agents. I know agents, mm-hmm. and, and I'll be honest. In the last couple of years, I've met a lot of new. Hey, I just got my license. Right. And I'm all like, oh, that's awesome. Right. But then I'm thinking, like, man, just like just like any business, absolutely. there's going to be times when it's like, you know what? We, if I can get through this, if I can weather this,
2: absolutely, it'll
1: be better on the other side.
2: And honestly, with a with some hard work, with some perseverance, with some. Smart strategy, mm-hmm. and I I really think, I, I mean it in all sincerity, being a part of a team where the team leader will help mentor you, will help mm. guide you, someone who's been through this cycle a time or two um, and can share their wisdom and knowledge with you, I think it's going to be critical for those new agents.
1: Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Have you ever experienced a time when you're like, Oh, man, I don't know if I can do this. Never. Never. See, Never. that's that's kind of how you got to be, though. It's got to yeah. be all or nothing, right?
2: It it does. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I as you know, I love what I do. It doesn't <laughs> matter. Um, it's just fun. Um, yeah. It is rewarding. It is joyful, helping people solve their real estate needs. Awesome. Awesome. And, and I just got the chills. Um, <laughs> oh, that's so, great. So, yeah. It, it no. There's never been a time when I've thought, mm, "Can I do this?"
1: No, mm. ladies and gentlemen, that's called leading by example. Well, thank you. <laughs> that's amazing. Thank you. And that, and another great episode, well, as thanks. always, Lori. Awesome.
2: Thanks. Gosh, we are out of time, aren't we? Oh
1: yeah.
2: uh, Well, I sure hope this information was helpful to everybody. Um, hopefully, we we made everybody feel at ease today. Okay. Because. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, you know it's 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 always difficult uh, dealing with change as humans. Change is never fun, right? But it is always constant. Yep. Right. <laughs> um, so before we say goodbye until next week, um, I want to say thank you for joining us again today and for tuning in each and every week. Um, hopefully, we have brought a little more clarity into this world of real estate that I love. And I know that we look forward to visiting with each and every one of you again next Saturday at 11 a.m. If you missed an episode of the show or know someone who would enjoy this information and uh, couldn't tune in today, no worries. We've got you covered. Um, We've got all kinds of solutions. You can catch the Encore presentation each Sunday morning at 8 a.m. here on KNZR just before Sean Hannity. Or if that doesn't work, you can hear this and previous shows wherever you get your podcasts. Just search the Kern County Real Estate Review and listen to your heart's content. Or, of course, you can go to themccartygroup.com and you can listen there. This is Lori McCarty with the McCarty Group of Coldwell Banker Preferred Realtors and your host of the Kern County Real Estate Review. Wishing you and yours a blessed rest of the day and a fantastic week ahead. You're listening to 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, KNZR, and streaming live on KNZR.com. We'll be back next week. Hi. Lori McCarty reminding you to mark your calendars for the first Saturday of each month for our open house open mic edition of the Kern County Real Estate Review. Tune in at 11 a.m. sharp to get your exclusive backstage pass to our newest open houses hitting the market for the first time that weekend. We'll provide behind the scenes tips and chat with my team on location as they bring you Kern County's newest homes. We'll also take your calls and answer your questions all while sharing the latest in real estate news with local industry experts. So don't forget, be sure to tune in the first Saturday of every month for our open house open mic edition here on KNZR.